1: Thursday at Whole Foods Market. Hi, it's Amy mclean here. Welcome to this edition of the
2: Arsenal Audio Program.
3: Arsenal versus West Ham United. Saturday, 19th of September, 2020. Kickoff, 8 p.m. The Contents The Manager Mikel Arteta The Captain Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang Voice of Arsenal Player Feature Eddie Nketiah. Match Action FA Community Shield Arsenal Academy Forward Arsenal Community Convertible Currency My Story Visitors West Ham United Arsenal Women Match action. Fulham versus Arsenal. And teams.
4: Mikel Arteta. Arteta. The manager was pleased with what he saw last weekend and is keen for us to hit the ground running in our opening home match as well. I was really pleased with the way we started the season last weekend and we've been working hard all week to make sure we can build on it tonight against West Ham. I saw a lot of positive things against Fulham. A great spirit, great commitment, some excellent goals and a clean sheet as well. To go away from home and look as solid as we did is very promising. It's the key to getting consistent results. We had a really intense attitude with the authority to go to an away ground and show who we want to be on the first game of the season. As I said, I saw a lot of positives, and one of those was the way the new players fitted into the side. I thought Gabriel really showed his character and personality, because really he hasn't played any football for six months. He only had a couple of training sessions with us, but we needed him to step up and play for us on Saturday, and he was terrific. You could see by the way the team reacted to his goal how happy we all were for him. And William too had a great performance on his debut. To be honest though, we knew he would be able to give us performances straight away. He knows this league well, and he has quality. In fact, it's difficult at the moment to pick the right players up front because there is so much competition, but that's going to raise the level of the team. You could see I had to leave out some quality on Saturday from the starting 11. My job is to try to get everybody at their highest level and doing their best. We have some examples with Mo Elneni, with Rob Holding, with Ainsley as well. These players are performing at their best at the moment and it makes it difficult for other players to get in the team. But it's up to those players to step up and fight for their places, and when they are playing, perform, and when they're not playing, support the team. El Neni has played both games this season, and I really like Mo and what he brings to the squad in terms of his personality as well. At a football level, I think he needs a little bit of belief. He trains every day with the best spirit, though. He wants to learn, and he is performing really well. We had some really good news as a club on Tuesday when Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang signed a new deal with the club. We had been speaking for a while about his future, and that's why I was confident he would stay when I was asked in press conferences. He knows how much I value him and what my vision is for him and the club's future. He's a superb player with an incredible mentality. Just look at his goal-scoring record ever since he joined. His consistency has been remarkable. The stats alone show you that. He's an important leader for the team as well and a big part of what we're building. He wants to be up there with the best players in the world and leave his mark, create a legacy. He can achieve that here. That's what we all want now. It's great to be back at the Emirates today for the first time since we won the FA Cup final. Normally, we would be able to enjoy the occasion with you all, and it's just not the same without you all with us. We hope that won't be too long away, though. We want the fans back as soon as possible, because I know with your help we can push on to great things together. The last time we played West Ham was the last time we had fans inside the stadium. And a match like this always generates so much passion in the stands. West Ham can be a very dangerous side. They didn't start the season how they wanted, but they had a good result in midweek. And we'll have to be at our best again tonight to get the win. I want to see the same levels of commitment and energy that we have had in the last few games and build some momentum. Thanks for your support. Mikel, the manager, Mikel Arteta is now officially first team manager of Arsenal Football Club, having previously been titled head coach. From the day Mikel walked through the door, he was doing much more than being our head coach," said Chief Executive Vinai Venkateshram. "So we're changing his job title going forward. He'll move from head coach to be the first team manager." That's recognition of what he's been doing from the day he walked in the door, but also where we see his capabilities. Mikel will join a really strong team, with technical director Edu, and they'll be working really closely together to manage all the other elements of our football operations that are so important. Whether that is analysis, recruitment, high performance or medical, they'll be looking after those areas together. And they'll also together be responsible for our technical recommendations, continued Finnai. Whether that's players that we're going to buy, players that we're going to sell, or players that we're going to loan. Of course, working closely with me and the board and working closely with the owners on the financial elements to make final decisions. But those are going to be their responsibilities. And I think we're going to have a really dynamic team to drive this club forward.
5: Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang The captain reflects on the positivity all around Arsenal at the moment, not least because of his announcement on Tuesday. I want to start by talking about the team. The team I am so proud to captain. What we have achieved since the last time we played here at the Emirates has been incredible and I'm so proud of our achievements. Winning at Wembley against two good sides, first in the FA Cup final and then the Community Shield, felt like proof of what the manager, and I can call him that now, has been doing since he arrived. You could feel after a couple of months the passion, the intelligence that he was bringing, it was so good. When we played so well in those games, it just showed that his methods are really working and everyone can feel it. To bring silverware to the club during a period in history that's contained with so much sadness and worry, I felt so proud that we could do it for the fans, particularly those who have been impacted by COVID-19. After a brilliant start to the season against Liverpool, I'm still smiling when I think about Ainsley's penalty. We had to show them that we were ready to take our football into the Premier League and we definitely did that against Fulham. It was a perfect start for the team and for the two players making their debuts, with Gabriel getting our second and Ann who brings us so much quality, assisting all the goals. Strikers love scoring early in the season and it was brilliant for Laka to get us off the mark. I enjoyed my goal too, it was fantastic move from the team and again, shows what the manager has drilled into us. When it came to my contract, I had been thinking about the situation for quite a long time, but ultimately it was never in doubt. As I said, Mikhail makes me so good here, makes me feel so happy. I thought it was the right decision for me and for my family to stay here and try and achieve good things. When I'm happy, I play well, and I think you have seen that. And also... Don't underestimate how big a thing it is for me to be the captain of this club, representing this amazing club like legends, real legends, have done before. Captaincy is something that is part of me. It comes from my dad, who captained his club and his country, and we talked a lot about my decision. He knows I can achieve great things at Arsenal because I'm happy. And you might have heard me talking to Wrighty about legacy, what kind of mark I can leave here at this club. The manager thinks I can create a positive legacy here by staying and doing what I do. I want to be someone to the fans, remembered for a long time, because when it comes down to it, it is, isn't it? What the fans think of you, the people whose heart bleed Arsenal, that's what's the most important, and everything, they respect you. Fans so much, even when you're angry, if you haven't worked out right, that's football, and it's passion. I stay here because I love the fans, and they have shown me since I arrived that it always amazes me. That's why I wanted to tell you, the fans, first in the video you saw on Tuesday. You know I was really nervous talking like that. Much more nervous than playing in front of a full Emirates. I knew how many of you were watching, but I really wanted to do it that way. It was amazing to share that personally with you all. So thanks for joining me in that moment. It was a great example of us all being together, which is what this club is all about. Now, the focus on today and for the rest of the season, we know playing West Ham will be difficult. They didn't have a good start last weekend, but had a 3-0 win in the week. And I thought they gave us a difficult game when they came here just before lockdown. But we know we can take on anyone. We've seen that in big games recently. I think we can do something really big. The new players who have come in fit in so well and make us such a better team. There, and all the talent of the young players too, like they're coming on fire. The best is yet to come from Arsenal. I know we have something big to do for sure and I want to be part of that. Lastly, I talk about my love of the club and I want to say a word from someone else who definitely loves this club. Emil Martinez. He has waited a long time to prove he was a high quality keeper when he got the chance. Did just that. It's going to be difficult for all of us to get used to not having Emil around, but I wish him a fantastic career at Aston Villa. It's a great opportunity for them. Thank you for all your support from the day I arrived, and hopefully, until a long time in the future.
2: Voice of Arsenal. Arsenal win a record 14th FA Cup Despite there being no supporters at Wembley, Saturday August the 1st was still an afternoon no Arsenal supporter will forget, as the Gunners came from behind to beat old rivals Chelsea and claim a record-extending 14th FA Cup. It was our prolific skipper Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang who proved the match-winner equalising Christian Pulisic early strike in the first half from the penalty spot and grabbing the equaliser with an expertly taken second midway through the second half. It was Mikel Alteida's first silverware as the Gunners' boss, having previously lifted the same trophy as club captain in 2014. It was also a very special afternoon for Arsenal director Ken Fryer, who watched his beloved Arsenal triumph on the very day he was celebrating 70 years' full-time service for the club. As well as becoming the first team to win the world's oldest football competition 14 times, we were also the first team to lift the trophy in August, not surprisingly, and became the first team to beat an opponent three times in the cup final, having also beaten Chelsea in 2002 and 2017. Covid restrictions meant our celebrations took place in an empty stadium, but the game was watched all over the globe, not least in the UK, where 8.2 million people watched Arsenal win our trophy for the fourth time in seven years, meaning nearly half of the UK population who own televisions tuned in to watch the match it was the most viewed football game of season 2019 to 20 mr fryer life president after celebrating 70 years full-time service at the fa cup final it was announced on september the 1st that our much-loved and respected executive director ken fryer had decided to step down from the board and become life president of the club Starting full-time in the club's box office in 1950, he progressed to the role of box office manager before becoming club secretary in 1973. In 1983, Mr Fryer was appointed managing director, a position he held until 2000 when he changed role and took charge of our new stadium project alongside his great friend and fellow director, Danny Fisman. He was awarded an OBE in 2000 for services to Association Football and has also received the freedom of the Borough of Islington. Announcing his decision, Mr Fryer, now aged 86, said, Every day of my working life has been at this great club and I have treasured them all. It has been an honour and a privilege to see the club grow whilst maintaining its core traditions and values. Society, football and the club have all changed radically over the years, but Arsenal has remained a constant force. We've won and lost many football matches, but we have always recognised that as a club we play a really important role in our local community and beyond. I know that will continue as we move forward. Thanks and good luck, Hammy. Emiliano Martinez has joined Aston Villa on a permanent contract for an undisclosed fee. Emmy has been with the club for over a decade after joining from Independiente on August 1st, 2010. The Argentine's superb service to the club culminated in silverware as he excelled at Wembley in both the FA Cup final against Chelsea and Community Shield versus Liverpool. As he shone during the latter part of the 2019 to 20 season. During Emmy's time with the Gunners, he also enjoyed loan spells with Oxford United, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham United, Wolves, and Reading as he developed into a first class keeper. Emmy said on his departure, Everyone knows how much I love Arsenal and how hard I worked to have the chance that I had in the past few months. That, like I always said, I am in love with this club. I am so grateful to the Arsenal family for giving me the opportunity to be here over a decade and I wish Arsenal the best of luck. I hope they get back into the Champions League and win many more trophies because the Arsenal fanbase deserves that, the club as well. My message to Arsenal fans is thank you, thank you for all the years of support. I thank God for having the opportunity over the past few months to show the Arsenal fan base what I am made of, why I went on loan so many times. It was always to come back and win the fans' trophies and give them silverware. I did it, I feel prouder than ever. They made me as a goalkeeper, not just the club, not just my goalkeeping coaches, but the fans as well, because they supported me, gave me the confidence to perform as well, and I wish them all the best and hope they win many, many trophies. Thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you, Emmy. You have represented this club magnificently. We're proud to have called you a gunner. Obersign's new three-year contract Our captain, Pierre-Emerick Obameyang has signed a new three-year contract, extending his deal until the summer of 2024. The 31-year-old broke the news on Tuesday. You may have noticed, and as you can read in his exclusive programme notes, Ober is keen to build on the fantastic work that has been undertaken during the Calateta's time at the helm, including winning the FA Cup and Community Shield, and leading the Gunners on to even greater achievements. The Gabon International signed from Borussia Dortmund in January 2018, has since made 111 appearances and scored 72 goals. In his first full season with us, Ober jointly won the Premier League Golden Boot with 22 goals. Last season he netted 29 goals in 44 appearances in all competitions, scoring twice in the cup final win against Chelsea. He kicked off this season in similar fashion, Scoring against Liverpool in the Community Shield as we lifted the trophy on penalties and grabbing our third goal against Fulham last Saturday, a fantastic team goal with a typically sumptuous finish. Technical Director Edu said, It's clear Orbell loves the club and everything we stand for on and off the pitch. He's obviously a very important part of the team, so we're all delighted he has committed his future to us is a big boost for everyone, fans, teammates, and staff. Welcome, William and Gabriel. The Gunners' Brazilian contingent has increased to four. Experienced forward William arrived from Chelsea on August the fourteenth on a free transfer and certainly hit the ground running with a stunning hat-trick of assists in last Saturday's three-nil win over Fulham. The 32 year old had enjoyed seven seasons at Chelsea, scoring 63 goals and making 62 assists in 339 appearances. He had previously played for Antti Mahachkala in Russia, Shakhtar Donetsk in Ukraine, and Corinthians in his homeland. Mikhail Arteta said, I believe William is a player that can really make a difference for us. We have been monitoring him for the past few months. We had a clear intention to strengthen in the attacking midfielder and the winger positions, and he is a player that gives us a lot of versatility. He can play in three or four different positions. He has the experience of everything in the football world, but to still have the ambition to come here and contribute to bring the club where it belongs. I have been really impressed with all the talks I have had with him and how much he wanted to come. A Brazilian less familiar to supporters in the Premier League, Gabriel arrived from Lille in France on September the 1st, and the central defender also enjoyed a dream debut at Craven Cottage, heading home our crucial second goal. The 22-year-old played 52 times during his time at Lille, scoring two goals. He had joined the French club from Arvi in Santa Catarina in southern Brazil. Technical director Edu said of his compatriots' arrival, We are delighted to have signed Gabriel. He is a player we have been studying for a while, and he was in demand from many clubs, so we are proud to have agreed and completed this transfer with Lille and the player. He is a player of high quality, and Mikel and his coaches are looking forward to integrating him into the club. Rule changes for 2020-21 to There have been a number of adjustments to important rules for the new season. With the responsibility of VAR now having moved across to FIFA from the International Football Association Board, referees in the Premier League will now consult on-field monitors on a more frequent basis for subjective decisions such as goals, red cards and penalty kicks. There will be no tolerance on goalkeeper encroachment from penalty kicks. If a goalkeeper saves from 12 yards but has stepped off their line before the shot, VAR will order a retake of the penalty. This will not apply if the penalty is missed. There will be no tolerance for player encroachment. If any part of the player's body that is on the ground is inside the penalty area when the ball is kicked, then the penalty will be retaken. This will only apply if the player who has encroached Is directly involved in the aftermath of the penalty. Assistant referees will be asked to keep their flags down for any goal scoring chances to prevent any incorrect offside calls, and VAR will review any marginal offside decisions. There will be no change to the offside rules, and no tolerance levels will be allowed, although, on tight calls, fans watching the game on the TV. Will be able to see if a player is on or offside via the colours of the line shown. Should a player be onside, the line will turn green or will alternatively turn red if a player is offside. Premier League clubs voted for a return to three substitutes for season 2020 to 21. This follows the post lockdown games allowing the use of five substitutes. Matchday squads will return to 18 players. Squads could rise to 20 during the summer games. Ref Watch Today's referee, Michael Oliver, is from Northumberland and has been a Premier League referee since 2010. Last season, Michael was the man in the middle when we drew 1-1 with Wolves at home, won 2 nil at Molyneux in the reverse fixture and lost 2-1 at Tottenham. It's probably best to forget the two previous occasions when he's refereed our first home game of the season. In 2016, when we lost 4-3 to Liverpool, and in 2018, a 2-0 defeat against Man City. Vinai is now CEO. As part of the restructure that saw the departure of head of football, Raoul Sanlehi, last month, the club's owners have confirmed that Vinay van Gattacham is now the club's chief executive officer, having previously been managing director. Then I said, Going forward, I am going to be responsible for overseeing the club, both on and off the pitch, as chief executive officer. I'll be working really closely with the board, and really closely with the owners in that position. On the football side, Per Metasaka heads up the academy, and then Edu and Mikel will work together to head up the first-team operation. I'm really fortunate to have such a fantastic team. You think about Edu, you think about Mikkel and Père. Those are three individuals that are winners, they are driven to succeed, and they have Arsenal in their heart. We have two club captains and an invincible. I, Mikel, Edu and Père represent a very dynamic young team to drive Arsenal Football Club forward. The Covid-19 pandemic has hit football, like many industries, very hard. But out of this desperately difficult situation, the club believes we are emerging stronger and the future remains very bright. Victoria Concordo Crescet Stop Press. West Ham Bank to winning ways. Following defeat to Newcastle United in their first Premier League game of the season, today's visitors recorded an impressive 3-0 win in a local derby against Charlton on Tuesday night in the EFL Cup. French striker Sebastian Haller scored twice in the first half with Brazilian Felipe Anderson adding a late third. Win-win-win! A signed shirt! We have a shirt signed by the first team squad exclusively for one of our programme readers to win. And all you have to do is answer the following question correctly and email us to programme at arsenal.co.uk or tweet us to AFC Programme before we kick off our next home match. Who was the final player of the 20th century to score on his debut? A. Freddie Lungberg, B. Kanu. C. Sylvain Wiltord Good luck. Arsenal Remembers Jack Ronald Whitelaw Was sadly taken from us just two weeks before his twenty-first birthday. Travelling to all parts of the world, Jack always had an Arsenal shirt at hand. He brought so much happiness and energy in his presence. Rest in peace, Jackie boy. Mervyn Mawson 1951-2020. 1951-2020. to 2020. A lifelong supporter and lover of AFC, his love of Arsenal was only surpassed by the love he had for his family and friends. R.I.P. Merv. Terry Harmon. A massive fan who brought his son up likewise. Watching games won't be the same without him to text during or call after. Follow the club home and away in younger years a great father, husband, and wonderful granddad to three granddaughters. Nathan Mitra, the one with the biggest infectious smile, missed and loved by many family and friends. Watch over us, meet Program ITK. The Matchday Program team go to the depths of their databases to find the ultimate stats and facts. Quick, off to the Mangalese. Following Gabriel's goal against Fulham, eleven players have scored on their Arsenal W this millennium, and here they are in three five three formation, not surprisingly, we don't have a goalkeeper. Igor Stapanov's Gabriel Macalege Thomas Vermarlin Cedric Suarez sherz Kolazinitch Danny Cabasiun Gilberto Samir Nazri Sanchez Watt. Emmanuel Adebayor, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Rule of sixty. Following our win over Fulham, Mikel Arteta's win percentage as Arsenal manager stands at sixty percent, the highest percentage of any Arsenal manager ever. The next three on this significant list is Arsene Wenger, nineteen ninety six to twenty eighteen, fifty eight percent; Thomas Mitchell, eighteen ninety seven to eighteen ninety eight. and William Elcote, 1898-1899, 52%. 872-873, Gabriel and William are the 872nd and 873rd players to represent Arsenal Football Club's first team. Arsenal notices. For a £50 donation to the Arsenal Foundation, You can have a message made, Arsenal official, in the programme. Email programme at arsenal.co.uk for more details. Adam and his wife, Kezia, welcomed Emily Ray Davis into the world on June 6, 2020. Little Emily watched the FA Cup final with big sister Leah when she saw her first piece of silverware lifted. Happy birthday, James. Wishing you a wonderful 14th birthday. Love, Mum, Dad, Emma and Charlie. Happy birthday, Joel. I'm still watching the Arsenal. All my love, Dad.
3: Player feature, Eddie. Since Eddie Nicotia last featured in a match at Emirates, coming on as a second-half substitute against Watford to help usher the Gunners to victory, to say he's had a successful couple of months would be an understatement. The 21-year-old came on as a substitute in our FA Cup final victory over Chelsea, started the Community Shield against Liverpool, having just scored in Arsenal's first pre-season friendly against MK Dons, and then scored a hat-trick as he captained England's under-21s to victory over Kosovo in the Euro under-21 qualifying tournament. When the match day programme caught up with Eddie a couple of weeks before the start of the season, he was understandably thrilled with life at Arsenal, despite it being a very different kind of life over the last few months. Firstly, Eddie, the lockdown games at the end of last season seem to go pretty well for you. What was the strangest thing about them? I think the weirdest thing was obviously the atmosphere. Being at the Emirates with 60,000 fans and everyone shouting, you get such an adrenaline rush, and I really miss that. Every single game behind closed doors has the same atmosphere, and that makes things really weird, because if the fans were here, you'd know that it's a cup final without even looking. We've done really well to adjust to those circumstances, but we can't wait to have them back. The season ended with the superb FA Cup final win. How did you see the game? It was brilliant. Everyone on the pitch, the members of staff and the players who couldn't play through injury, everyone played their part and at the end you could see it was a moment that we were all celebrating together. It was a great team performance with two brilliant goals and it was an unbelievable night. It was great to come on and play such a big role too. It's what dreams are made of. I was in the stands at the last FA Cup final as a supporter, so to be out there contributing was a fantastic feeling. And Alba did what Alba does. You always know what Alba is going to do in those positions. You could hear us all screaming and shouting from the bench when he scored, and that's something I've really noticed about this team recently. Whether you're playing or not playing, Everyone is so together and united, and we're always supporting each other. The people on the bench actually celebrate more than the people on the pitch sometimes, so it's great to see that unity amongst the manager, his staff and the players. What aspects of his game do you study closely in an effort to try and improve your game? Alba's a great player, and I've had the privilege of playing alongside him for a little while now. He's a top striker, and that's where I want to be in the future. Whenever we're training or working on little things, I'm always asking him about how he does it, how he prepares, and whether he has any little tips. Some of the variety in his finishing is just outstanding, and what's even better is that he is always willing to help other people out too. He's great to have around, he's one of the best about, and I'm always looking to learn from him. People wondered if teams would be able to celebrate properly without fans, but you seem to do okay. We tried our best to enjoy the moment and we really did. But it goes without saying that it isn't the same without the fans there. It really isn't. They add something so special and unique to football and that's why we all love the game so much. We miss them and all we can do for now is try our best to get the win so that they can enjoy some celebrations from home. I just wish they could have been there for the FA Cup. The FA Cup win meant another season in Europe. How important is that when you consider what that competition has done for you, Bukeo, Rhys, Emile, Emmy, and Joe? It's an important process for the club. We want to be playing European football and that's where we belong and it's where we should be challenging. That competition has given me loads of opportunities and hopefully I can continue to be involved. We're going to take it serious and play to win so I'm looking forward to getting out there and testing myself against some other European sides again. Pre-season went well for you personally, especially with the goal against MK Dons. Yeah, it was great to be back out there again, and right now it's obviously a very exciting time for the club. We've had some new players come in, so it was nice to get integrated with them and kick things off with a good win. What have been your first impressions of William Saliba? Yeah, he's a great guy and he's a very good player. He's very composed on the ball and very strong and aggressive and I think he played very well in his first game too, considering he hasn't played in a while. He's been very good and I can understand why the fans are so excited. He's still so young so I know he's got a lot to give. I've done my best to make him feel welcome here and we actually sit close together in the changing room so I'm always speaking to him and making sure he's all good. Your goal against MK Dons was assisted by Buckeo Not for the first time. How pleased were you to see our new number 7 signing a new contract? buckeo has been excellent. There's no other way of putting it. We watched him come through at the academy, and I always played with him at under-23 level, and you could always see that he's a great player. I like playing with him too, because we naturally always look to combine. He's already assisted me a few times in games now. It's great that he signed New Deal too, because it's credit to his attitude and his fantastic performance when he's been given chances. He's a really valuable member of our squad and I couldn't be happier for him. The two of you also played for England under-21s along with Reese. How much do you enjoy going away with England? It's always a privilege to represent your country. And at under-21 level, it's always exciting because you know you're one step away from the senior team. I love going away with them, and I'm always grateful for the opportunity. Having Reese and Boukeo there just makes it even better. It's great times for us. We noticed the Ghana FA were quick to congratulate you on your FA Cup win. Social media was full of discussion about Ghana wanting you to play for them still. Is that a possibility? It was really nice of them to congratulate me, but right now I'm obviously just focused on club level. I've only ever been called up by England, and I've been away with the youth teams at all different levels, so I just want to do my best for them, and when I need to make the decision in the future, I'll choose what's best for me and my family. As for West Ham, they finished last season very well, didn't they? And they have a player who you go way back with, don't they? They're a good side. I played against them in the 1-0 win at the Emirates last time, just before lockdown. Yeah, I played with Declan Rice at under-10s when we were both at Chelsea, and he's a really great player, a top defender. It will be an interesting challenge, and we'll have to be at our best. It's a London derby, so they'll be looking to put in a big performance, and we need to be ready for that. Born Lewisham, May 30th, 1999 Joined Arsenal as a full-time scholar in summer 2015. Other clubs, Leeds United, loan. Debut vs. Barté Borisov, Europa League, September 28, 2017. 1-4-2 First goal versus Norwich City, League Cup, October 24, 2017. 1-2-1 Internationals, England under 18, under 19, under 20, under 21. Height 179 centimetres. Weight 74 kilograms. All of Arsenal. Eddie's full career stats with the Gunners. Under 18s. Games 36 plus 9. Goals 39. Under 19s. Games 2 plus 2. Goals 3. Under 21. Games plus 2. Goals 1. Under 23. Games 30 plus 8. Goals 27. Premier League. Games 7 plus 13. Goals 3. UEL. Games 2 plus 5. Goals 0. FAC. Games 3 plus 3. Goals 3. LC. Games plus 2. Goals 2. CS. Games 1. Goals 0. Total. Total. Games eighty one plus forty four goals seventy eight. Follow me. Join Eddie's two hundred forty three thousand followers to see his latest picks on Instagram at Eddie Nicotier. Nicotier Numbers from Premier League twenty nineteen stroke twenty. Shooting accuracy thirty eight percent. Tackles won seventy one percent. Shots fifteen. Dribbles attempted thirty eight.
4: F.A. Community Shield 4.30pm, Saturday, August 29th, Wembley Stadium Arsenal 1, Aubameyang 12, Liverpool 1, Minamino 73 Arsenal win 5-4 on penalties First half. Just twenty-eight days after being crowned Emirates FA Cup winners, we lifted our sixteenth community shield, thanks to a five-four penalty shootout win, following a 1-1 draw in 90 minutes. In the twelfth minute, Bukayo Saka delivered a searching crossfield pass into the path of Pierre emerick Obamayang. Our number fourteen checked onto his right foot and fired into the bottom corner from the edge of the box. It could have been just two moments later. Saka was once again leading the charge, bearing down on the Reds' defence, before finding Eddie Enketia, who forced a low save from Allison. Liverpool finished the half as the stronger of the two sides, carving out late chances for Virgil van Dyke and Sadio Mane. Second half. Jurgen Klopp's team stepped things up after the restart, and Emmy Martinez had to race off his line and block a main effort with an outstretched arm. However, the pressure continued, and substitute Takumi Minamino fired home an equalizer. We pushed forward in search of a winner and came close through Obamayang and sub Joe Willock, but the game would be settled by penalties. Mohamed Salah, Rhys Nelson, Fabino, and Ainsley Maitland Niles scored before Rian Brewster fired the ball back off the bar and handed us the advantage. Cedric Suarez, Minamino, David Lewis and Curtis Jones all converted, before Obamayang was given the chance to seal the win. It came as no surprise when he did what he does best, sealing Mikel Arteta's second trophy as head coach. Match Stats Total Shots Arsenal 12, Liverpool 21. Shots on target. Arsenal 8, Liverpool 15. Corners. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 5. Offsides. Arsenal 2, Liverpool 1. Fouls. Arsenal 8, Liverpool 10. Possession. Arsenal 41%. Liverpool 59%. Arsenal. Arsenal. 26, Martinez. 2, Bellerin, substituted in the 58th minute. 16, Holding. 23, David Lewis. 3, Tierney, substituted in the 82nd minute. 25, Neni 34, Shakar. 15, Maitland-Niles. 30, Enketia substituted in the 82nd minute. 14, obamyang 7. Sakar. Substituted in the 82nd minute. Substitutes. Kolasinac, 82. Saliba. Willock, 82. Nelson, 82. Suarez, 58. Lino. olyinka Smith-Rowe. John Jules. Liverpool. 13. Allison, 76. Williams. Substituted in the fifty ninth minute twelve Gomez four Van Dyke twenty six Robertson three Fabino seven Milner substituted in the fifty ninth minute five Wichnaldum. substituted in the ninetieth minute ten Main eleven Salah nine Firmino substituted in the eighty second minute Substitutes Adrian Keita, fifty nine Jones, eighty two Minamino, fifty nine Brewster, ninety Elliot Cumetio Simicas Gruyek.
5: Developing Strong Young Guns. In this issue, Young Gun, Omari Girard Hutchinson, around the academy, reports new signings and fixtures, and remember Jeff Raid Adelaide. Young Gun, Omari Girard Hutchinson, talking to Aidan Small. My academy story began at under nine level. I was playing for Charlton's pre-academy at the time, and I remember we had a game against Arsenal at home, which is always a big deal. I played really well on that day, and after the game, a scout spoke to my dad and said that Arsenal were interested. I remember I was playing as a number 10 on the day, which is my favourite position, and I was honestly assisting and scoring from all directions. I guess it was just one of those things, when you're young and you kind of just go in through the motions, you don't really understand what's happening all around you. But as you get older, you can take a step back and appreciate what's happened. I've been doing that more recently with my time at Hale End now and we're making the switch to London Colney. We've all grown up together since we were little kids and it's so good to see all my teammates getting bigger, stronger and more opportunities each year. Even now I look to the under-23s and I remember when they were all training at End, and how we're the ones who were having to make the step up under the under-18s. I've got such great memories of working with all the coaches and staff throughout all the different age groups too. So it's quite sad to be leaving lots of that behind. But there's so much I can look back on with a big smile on my face. I can remember so many of my goals there too. There was one against Crystal Palace under-16s where I hooked the ball from the halfway line and put it in the bottom corner. And another was a free kick where it went top bins against Charlton under-14s. There's so many memories. But maybe one of my favourite games to date was a cup against Chelsea. I remember I was on the bench and the game was 2-2 when I got on. I picked the ball up on the halfway line, dribbled past a few midfielders, cut inside and put it in the top corner to win the game. That's my favourite memory, based upon some of those goals that you can probably guess what type of player I am. I've been number 10 ever since I was a kid, and I've always been a creative technical type. I love linking up with midfields and attackers around me, and I'm always looking to make positive runs in the final third. I'm double-footed too. There are a few players that I've taken a lot from inspiration. I tried to replicate parts of the game. Santi Cazorla was always a joy to watch at Arsenal. I remember he used to take corners with both feet, and that's what I do too. I'm going to keep on working on that. Tiago from Bayern Munich is another player I admire. He's got that signature turn he does with his footwork. It's just ridiculous. He's one of the very best players in the world right now. One player I really respect is Saka. He's always had his head down and he's always willing to work. He's never distracted and he's an incredible example of what the rest of the academy are, both on and off the pitch. When we played against Crystal Palace, he came down to watch us and he sat on the bench with us. And when he attended our introduction meeting for the under-18s, he came along to talk about his experience of the pathway between the academy and the first team and what you need to do. He's a really good lad and I look up to him. But as the forthcoming season comes, I just can't wait to get started. I went to Bali with the under-18s in pre-season and now I'm desperate to fight for my place in the team. I've set myself a few targets for the season, like hitting a minimum of 10 goals and 10 assists for the under-18s. And if I can do that with consistency and train with the right mindset, then I may get a chance with the under-23s. I'm going to give it all for that opportunity. Low down. What's your earliest memory of football? When I was three, playing with my older brother and dad at Wheatleaf Astro. What got you into football? Older brother and dad. What was your first football that you looked up to? It was Lionel Messi. Favourite pair of boots? Adidas X 1.3. Best friends in football? Edwards and Charlie Paterno. Team supported as a child, Arsenal. Best goal you've scored, solo against Palace. Best player you've faced, Benjamin from Fulham, a solid defender. Best game I've played, has got to be against Chelsea when I scored to make it 3-2. My best piece of skill in the game is against Blackburn. I took two players out the game nutmegged another guy and scored top bins in the semi-final. Best moment of my career was getting an England call-up and earning tooth youth caps. The stadium I'd like to score in is Wembley. The one type of goal I'd like to score is a bicycle kick. A player to score on -on one-on-one to save my life would be messy. If I tried a new position, it would be right wing. Best training tip I've ever had, take every training session as if it's your last. My football memorabilia. I had my trophies and kit when I was a kid. Other sports I'm good at basketball and gymnastics. Favorite training drill possession, rondos, and shooting. Ambitions away from the pitch to pass my driving test. Important non playing attributes for young players. Starting in your own lane. Don't worry about anyone else. Believe in your ability. Always work hard on and off the pitch. Biggest lesson I've learned off the pitch at Arsenal is acting with class in everything I do. Rate yourself. Speed, 95. Shooting, 88. Dribbling, 89. Passing, 79. Defending, 54. Favourite footballer of all time, Ron Odinho. Favourite person to follow on Instagram? Four three three, most played Spotify artist Little Baby, favorite musician right now, Gunna, favorite pre-match song, Drake. Laugh now, cry later. Best football attribute being both-footed. One thing I need on my away day is my phone. First team players I look up to, Bako Yasaka and Emil Smith Rowe. Players who shape my game, Cortinho left. Carzula and Smithrow best thing about being at Arsenal it's not uneasy to get into a team like Arsenal and with all it's history so I'm honoured to be part of this great club, something not many know, people know about me I can backflip around the academy we'll definitely make it Daniel Ogoke, most skilled in their locker, Marcus Flores best pass in range Charlie Patino Best touch, Miguel Aziz. Most double-footed, I'd have to say myself. Would-be the best manager, Mauro Bandera. Most committed, Brooke Norton Cuffey. Funniest, Zane Mollius. Most confident, Mark McGuinness. Better than they think they are, Charlie Sago. Best singer, Luigi Gaspar. Got hidden talent, Marcelo. He can do a backflip. Match reports, the Leasing.com Trophy, Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. Ipswich Town 1, Arsenal Under-21s 2. Arsenal enter the EFL League Cup where the PL Academies take on League 1 and League 2 senior teams. The Gunners group, which includes Gilliam Crawley, Arsenal Under-21s are managed by Steve Bold. George Lewis scored in his under-21s debut as we sealed an impressive 2-1 over Ipswich Town in the Leasing.com trophy. Prolific goal scorers, Florian Bullagun, also found the back of the net, whilst Mark McGuinness impressed as captain in the heart of defence. We made a promising start into the game and we looked dangerous on the break, but it was the hosts who opened the scoring when John Nolan converted veteran Shema Allens-Cross inside the area. We didn't let our heads drop though and followed a spell of pressure on the stroke of half-time. Lewis found space inside the area and fired into the bottom corner. It could be argued that our equaliser was against the run of play but our second was anything but. After starting with the second half a great attacking intensity Ben Cotterall picked up the ball on the halfway line and played a defence splitting pass in for Balogun who raced through on goal and duly finished. Miguel Aziz then went on to rattle the crossbar with an audacious free kick from distance before Salah Eddy Ola Mahand fired over a beating his marker with a nutmeg. The hosts took control of the game in the latter stages using their experience to pin us back but we dug deep, we held our shape and we secured three valuable points taking us to the top of the group. Academy News Fixtures Confirmed We have received confirmation of our Premier League 2 and under-18 Premier League fixtures for the 2020-21 season. Here are a few key dates for your diary. Our under-18s will play the first London derby on the season away on Saturday, September 19th, before our under-23s will do the same at Meadow Park on Saturday, September 26th. Steve Boldside will then go on to phase Chelsea away, Manchester United home, Manchester City away and Liverpool at home in October followed by key clashes against Everton, Derby and Leicester all ahead of the Christmas break. Meanwhile, our under-18s will face West Ham away, Brighton at home, Reading away, West Brom away, Norwich at home in October before ending 2020 with clashes against Fulham at home, Leicester at home and Chelsea at home. You can find all the details on our fixtures at the end of this academy section on page 44. It's Arsenal for Akinola. Young midfielder Tim Akinola has joined us after leaving Huddersfield Town at the end of last season. Before joining Huddersfield in June 2019, Tim was at Lincoln City where he broke into the first team squad in the EFL Trophy. During his time with Lincoln City, Tim also had a spell on loan with non-league side Lincoln United in January 2019. Primarily a central midfielder, Tim, who started his youth career in League 2 side Mansfield Town, is eligible to represent both Nigeria and England. He made his debut for our under-21s against his 2-1 win over Ipswich Town in the Leasing.com Trophy. Welcome aboard, Tim. Salah joins the Arsenal. Salah Eddie malone has joined Arsenal on a professional contract. Known as Salah, the 17-year-old arrived from Feyenoord as a free agent and has joined up with our professional department phase. He has also made his debut for our under-21s at Ipswich last week. The Dutch central midfielder has renowned for his agility and creativity in the middle of the park. He spent his youth career in Rotterdam, Welcome to Arsenal, Salah. Welcome, Jonathan. Jonathan Dinley has joined Arsenal on a professional contract. The 20-year-old free agent joined up with our under-23s and academy players for the 2020-21. The London-born defender who predominantly operates a central defence developed through Tottenham Hotspur Academy. Great to have you with us, Jonathan. More academy news. Our first-year scholars... In the final programme of last season against Watford, we profiled all of the first-year scholars signed up to join the club for 2020-21. If you didn't manage to get a copy of our programme, the digital version is still available on Arsenal.com. At the time, there were 151st first-yearers ready to make their mark. Where are they now? Well, there's 16. Marcelo Flores became the final scholar to take his place at the Arsenal Academy. Marcel, who has celebrated his 17th birthday on October 1st, is a Mexican under-18s international midfielder who has previously been on the books at Ipswich after his family's move to the UK. After breaking into the under-18s last season, he'll be hoping to cement his place in the team this term and push into the under-23s. Marcelo is certainly from a footballing family He has two sisters on the books at Chelsea. The full list of scholars is as follows. Remember, all players in the academy are also comprehensively profiled in the official handbook, which is coming out soon. Zach Orr, Maria Bandanera, Dehar Edwards, Taylor Ferran, Marsalio Flores, Lingi Gaspar, Omar Gerard Hutchinson, Jack Henry Francis, Henry Jeffcoat, Remy Mitchell, Zane Malewis, Brooke Norton-Cuffey, Charlie Patino, Charles Sago Jr., James Sweet, and Billy Viger. Welcome. Academy Alumni, We catch up with former Arsenal Academy players as they continue their pro careers away from the Emirates. Jeff Rain, Adelaide. Jeff arrived at the Arsenal Academy from RC Lenz as a 17-year-old in the summer of 2015 and impressed for the under-18s in the UEFA Youth League and for Arsenal under-23s over three seasons, playing 29 times for the under-23s, scoring three goals and making six assists. Jeff's played eight times for the first team, five teams in the FA Cup and three games in the League Cup. Unfortunately, Injury denied Arsenal fans for the opportunity to see Jeff flourish and he left for Angers in January 2018. Initially on loan before signing permanently that summer, fully fit, the French youth international land yet inclusives in tacking style provided a hit in Western France, playing 47 games, registering four goals and four assists. His form prompted big money. £25 moved to Lyon last summer and he enjoyed a strong first six months with O.L. before rupturing his cruticle just before Christmas. However, he's battled back to return to Lyon's excellent Champions League campaign, returning in the stunning last 16 away win at Juventus in July before featuring in the quarterfinal victory over Man City and ultimately semi-final defeat in Bayern Munich. In all, Jeff played 23 times last season, scoring twice and laying on three assists.
2: Forward Arsenal, 24, Rhys Nelson. Arsenal Football Club prides itself on always looking forward, so we ask our players to gaze into the future to see what's on the horizon. How far forward do you plan your week? Do you get told what you will be working on in training at the start of the week? We have an app that we all use, so the message will go out the week before with all of our routines and what we have to do. Some will come in earlier for treatment, some will come in earlier for extra work, but generally speaking, you find out a week in advance. What does training look like this week? Well, at the moment, we're preparing for a big game, so training is looking a bit heavier than usual. We'll be working on a lot of tactical stuff and a lot of set-piece routines. What type of training do you most look forward to? On the app, you don't get a lot of detail about the sessions, but you can normally guess what day certain sessions will be based upon when the game is that my favourite would have to be small-sided games and mini-tournaments. They're always great fun. What do you do on the night before a big game? For me, the perfect scenario would be a home game, because I enjoy spending time with my family the night before. I like being at my mum's house with her cooking, and just generally treating it like any other normal game. I wouldn't want to switch things up too much mentally, so being around the family with good food, good company and a good night's sleep is perfect for me. If you had to work in either coaching media or something non-football after your career, which would you choose? I would want to work in property or investment. That's something I want to do with my family. My brother and my mum love doing up houses when they're run down or in need of work, so I'd love to do that with them. What club would you never sign for? Tottenham, of course. What is one thing you want to achieve in your playing career? I want to be an Arsenal legend. I came through the academy. I'm an Arsenal supporter, and I don't live too far from the stadium either. That would be a dream come true. I don't want to be a player that's just going through the motions. I want to do what I've always dreamed of doing. What are you looking forward to doing once you retire that you can't do now? The biggest thing for me is just being able to get up and go travelling to different countries. I'd love to be able to visit certain places and give back to those communities too. As footballers, you don't get too much time off. So it's hard to give back to the people that have done so much for us. When I go back to Jamaica and the region that I'm from, it would be really nice to do that. What country will you live in once you stop playing football? Jamaica. There's a theme here. It's just the culture and the free spirit about it all. The food is amazing, the beaches are lovely, and I've got family out there too so it would be nice to go back to the homeland of Jamaica. What do you want to achieve outside of football? I'd just like to be a role model to all the people around me and the young kids growing up not just in football, but in everyday life too. I want them to feel like there's a path to get out of the bad places like the area that I'm from. Who is the next big thing in English youth football? To be fair, I really rate all of the young English talent coming up but I'm going to say Miguel Aziz. I've seen the way that he trains and he trains with his heart and that's something a lot of players don't have when they're at that age. Some young players just want to go through the motions when they play with the first team but he wants the ball, he wants to play and he's always looking up. He's one for the future. Who will win the next World Cup? England. Have you ever made any New Year's resolutions? I stop drinking fizzy drinks, and I'm better for it. How are you at planning birthdays for family members, partners and so on? I'm not very good at it. I always make sure their day is the best it can be, and make sure that they're well. I'm good at that, but planning the day itself isn't the one for me. What invention does the world need most, in your opinion? A cure for corona. Finally, you are told there's a spare seat on the next trip to the International Space Station. Do you go? Why? And if there were two seats, who do you want with you? Of course I'd want to go. I don't believe we're the only beings out there, so I'd just like to go up there and explore a little bit. And if I could bring someone... I'd pick Joe just for the jokes. The one person I couldn't take, though, is my mum. She'd be chewing my ear off the whole journey up there and wouldn't let me sleep. In a dream world, what would be your next meal? My mum's roast dinner. What would be your next new car? Audi R8 Spider, Matt Black. What would be your next holiday destination? Jamaica. What would be your next... Trophy you win. The Premier League. What would be your next new teammate, Lionel Messi?
4: Community. community. community Return to activity. After five long months of no face-to-face delivery of our community projects, our staff are finally back doing what they do best. It's been a challenging period for all of us and we are extremely proud of how we have adapted our delivery to serve the community during this time. We've received fantastic support from across the club and thank everyone for the support given to get our department back up and running. We are very fortunate to have been able to draw upon the same expert advice that saw players return to training retail stores open, and games played behind closed doors. Our school programmes, social inclusion and estate sessions all returned in August, and whilst it was great to get back delivering in these areas, this is nowhere near the usual 5,000 participants that we engage with on a normal week. This has been a deliberate decision, with the health and safety of our participants and staff being our number one priority. We are also relying on council facilities and other organisations to be ready and comfortable with a return. We are due to revisit the scale of our delivery this month. Kick's Social Inclusion Delivery Also returning were some of our social inclusion groups, with sessions taking place at five venues across Islington and Hackney, all of which were capped at 15 young people per session. Social Inclusion Officer Ashley King said, The kids have been locked up indoors for months. The return of our sessions has given them the opportunity to engage with their friends again, as well as the coaching staff. They absolutely loved the first sessions back, being able to run around and see familiar faces, all in a controlled and safe environment. Primary Stars and Double Club Summer Schools Free, week-long education programmes to support children that have missed out on school as a result of the lockdown and closures, targeted, were provided by Primary Stars. Sessions were a mixture of outdoor and classroom-based delivery in PE, literacy and PSHE. Programmes were delivered to KS2 pupils at three Primary Stars primary schools, Fleet, Princess May and St John's Highbury Vale and Year 7 pupils at Arts and Media Secondary School. The summer school programme was all about providing children with the opportunity to reconnect with themselves, their peers and their environment at school again. Jamie Daniel Moon, Primary Stars Coordinator.
5: (laughs) Convertible Currency Football historian John Spurling looks at the evolution of Arsenal players' positions, past and present. This week, Frank McClintock. Double the benefit. When Billy Wright signed Leicester's attacking midfielder Frank McClintock for £80,000 back in October 1964, both player and manager were confident that the addition of such an industrious player could turn a talented group of Arsenal players into a genuine title-winning force. Eventually, it did, but not quite in the way anyone expected. At first, the full-fright Scott struggled terribly at Highbury. I wanted desperately to win, and because I could see weaknesses all over the pitch, I ran around like an out-of-control fire engine, trying to put out fires in defence and midfield. There's different types of indiscipline at clubs, but on the pitch anyway... I was probably the worst offender at the club. My entire body used to tense up after my few sessions at Arsenal. The issue was there were too many square pegs in round holes at the club, one being me. At that stage, the team didn't function as a unit. Billy Wright departed in 1966, and new manager Bertie Mee became to mould the team into a more disciplined unit. With a new coach, Dave Sexton, pushing his psychology, Sexton recalled the Arsenal players' frustration and, in McClintock's case, anger at the fact that Arsenal had underachieved for so long was apparent. They were a fine crew of footballers to work with. They literally gobbled up my ideas with me's blessing. Sexton introduced a more harrowing and pressing 10 man game and a man to man marking system although the man-to-man marking system would be dropped within a couple of years of the pressing game. It was the bedrock of everything Arsenal achieved over the next few years, McClintock recalls. There was a new sense of purpose around the club. I learnt so much about how to defend and to stick to the system from Dave, yet silverware continued to elude him. McClintock lost two FA Cup finals with Leicester in 1961 and 63 and suffered further Wembley heartache when the Gunners, in the latter part of the decade, both League Cup finals against Leeds United 1968 and Swindon Town 1969. Horrendous in their own ways proved to be the steepest of learning curves. Following the loss of third division, Swindon, the most jamming image of the day, was a dazed MacClinock wandering round amongst a band of Royal Engineers. It was that moment I was wondering if I was cursed, destined never to achieve anything of note in the game, he admits. But his luck and the role of the side would soon change. Chief Scout... Gordon Clark suggested that McClintock could be covered from a dynamic but rash midfielder into an effective centre-back with coach Don Howe, who'd replaced Dave Sexton. Agreed, they moved the central defence. It wasn't made permanent until midway through the following season. But McClintock, and his own words, had to go on the roll. I felt I could work both well for me and the team. It meant that as a captain, I could now see the game from the back which changes your whole perception of the game. Bogman reckoned that it would be a disaster, telling me that I lacked the discipline to do it, but it paid off, and without wishing to blow my own trumpet, the team now had a strong leadership on the pitch, which it hadn't in the past. The Gunners became a tough vocal side, driven on by adversity and the new never-say-die spirit was embodied by Skipper McKinlock. Finally, in 1970, Arsenal won silverware, and after 17 barren years, the league and the FA Cup double a year later. Finally, we could look at those players from the 30s and 40s who still came to matches in the eye and felt that it wasn't cursed anymore. McClintock explains his days as a fitful and inconsistent midfielder were now well and truly behind him. Nicholas Pepe, Glove Story Born in 1995 to Ivorian immigrants in Matalas-Dijon, west of Paris, Nicholas Pepe's slight frame meant that he was frequently overlooked to play in an outfield position, and instead told to get in goal. It wasn't ideal for the Gunners' future record signing, who had dreams of making it as a winger, but such in his desperation to make it in the game that his father, who was a prison supervisor, walked him 10 kilometres to a park several times a week to play for his local amateur side, Solitaire Paris. Pepe might have continued as an amateur keeper had his father not moved to Western France when Nico was 14. As well as changing schools, Pepe now began playing football with a new crowd and with his team already had a decent goalkeeper of their own, he was able to play in an outfield position. Pepe, with his blistering pace, had also grown in stature, both physically and mentally, meaning he was no longer a wisp as he'd been in his early teens. Later on in his career, he finally blossomed at Lille. Pepe was able to explain how being a custodian between the sticks may have helped his development as a forward. That experience helped me a lot now. I know how a goalkeeper moves in relation to the position of the ball, I have different ways of analysing the position of the goalkeeper perhaps in comparison to others who might now understand how a goalkeeper moves.
2: My Story The Arsenal Foundation Freedom From Torture the work of the arsenal foundation and the partners and the initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways the arsenal foundation has helped to fund freedom from torture's peer support network which helps rehabilitate survivors of torture rion from sierra leone is a regular at the sessions she says i fled torture and conflict in my home country and have been in the UK since 2005. When my GP found out I'd been tortured, I was referred to freedom from torture. When I first arrived, I experienced a lot of challenges. If anyone spoke English too fast, I couldn't understand them, I felt lonely, I was confused, and didn't know how things worked here. But my first session of freedom from torture was a very good experience. I was assessed by a very kind therapist called Lana. She saw me as a person and not just a survivor of torture. She helped me express myself and it gave me hope. The hardest part was trying to find a home. The local council didn't explain things very well and they would talk to you like you were a troublemaker. It was hard to cope with. There are restrictions on what I can and can't do in this country because I am an asylum seeker, but I work as a cleaner at a hospital. I enjoy my work and it keeps me busy. I also love looking after my children. But if I had my way, I would also love to study. Back home, I wasn't able to finish my education. The trouble started and I had to focus on staying alive and finding a better life. When I arrived here, I didn't want to talk about the things that had happened to me, but now I have made lots of friends through Freedom From Torture. I go to support groups and meet people who have been through the same things as me. Every day it gets better. When I was on the waiting list for therapy, I was referred to the Peer Support Network. Everyone there was very supportive and friendly. We have a session once a fortnight and I look forward to going. It makes me happy. It keeps me busy, and it makes me feel like I have people to rely on, but it's also a place where I can get information, so I can be independent. The Peer Support Network has given me lots of aspirations for the future. My dream is to become a nursing assistant. I'm the kind of person that likes to help others. That is my focus. Freedom from torture has had a big impact on my life. They have helped me with everything from finding solicitors to dealing with the council. They gave me my confidence again, and now I am ready to give back in any way I can. I want to be a good example for others. I have met so many lovely people here. It's like a home, and they are my family. For more info, visit www freedomfromtorture.org
3: West Ham United, London London, Formed 1895 as Thames Ironworks Nickname, the Irons, the Hammers Stadium, London Stadium, 60,000 Honours, FA Cup winners, times three Championship winners, times two Charity Shield, Times 1 Highest Top Tier Finish, 3rd, 1985-86 Majority Owners, David Sullivan, 51% David Gold, 35% Albert Tripp Smith, 10% Social Followers, Twitter, 1.6 million Instagram, 1.1 million Facebook, 2.3 million When West Ham last visited Arsenal back in early March, the world was a very different place. It was the last match at Emirates Stadium with spectators in attendance. There would be no more fixtures for either club for another four months, and even now, more than six months on, there is no indication of when things will get back to normal. Among all the doom and gloom, however, the good news for West Ham is that they are still operating in the Premier League. At the time of lockdown, the Hammers were in serious relegation trouble. David Moyes, the man who had rescued the club from the drop in 2017-18, had been reappointed just after Christmas with the same task. But after losing 1-0 to the Gunners, the East Londoners found themselves out of the bottom three only on goal difference, having won just seven of their 29 league games. They had also been knocked out of the FA Cup losing 1-0 at home to West Brom in the fourth round. Since returning to the Premier League in 2012, after just one season in the Championship, West Ham had never finished lower than 13th. But when they lost both of their first two matches after the restart in late June, 2-0 at home to Wolves, and by the same score at Tottenham, any final placing above 18th was their sole objective. Fortunately, they found form when it mattered most winning three and drawing three of their last seven games to end up in 16th place, five points clear of the drop zone. The spark needed to fire the hammers to safety was provided by a dramatic 3-2 home win against Chelsea on July the 1st. Mikel Antonio scored the second of the sides three goals in that game and would go on to score a remarkable eight in total that month, half of them in a virtuoso performance at Norwich where West Ham won again, 4-0, to effectively send the Canaries down. Their own survival was all but assured six days later when they overcame relegation rivals Watford 3-1 at the London Stadium, scoring three unanswered goals in a memorable first half, before seeing out the campaign with a pair of 1-1 draws, away to Manchester United and at home to Aston Villa. This season, their 24th in the Premier League, the Hammers will hope for a less anxious campaign. Unlike two years ago, after his first successful salvage mission, manager Moyes has been retained. Although there was a disappointing start to proceedings last weekend with a 2-0 home defeat to Newcastle United, the general consensus is that this West Ham team possessed too many quality individuals to be scrapping it out again at the wrong end of the Premier League table. A positive result this afternoon at Emirates Stadium, where Arsenal have not lost a league game in 2020, would certainly help to reaffirm that point of view. Mutual admiration Midfielder Liam Brady played 307 matches for Arsenal from 1973 to 1980, scoring 59 goals before he was lured to Italy by Juventus. After spells with Sampdoria, Inter Milan and Ascoli, he headed back to England in 1987 and enjoyed four seasons for West Ham, playing 119 games and scoring 10 goals, including in his final professional match when the Hammers beat Wolves 4-0 on May the 5th, 1990. Wembley first. West Ham reached the 1923 FA Cup final, losing 2-0 to Bolton in the White Horse final when a horse called Billy tried to disperse some of the estimated 200,000 crowd at Wembley's first final. The Hammers were then a second division side, though that season also saw their first ever promotion to the first division. Hammer of the Year, 41, Declan Rice, midfielder. Born, Kingston-upon-Thames, 14th of January 1999. Previously, none. Declan did not miss a minute of West Ham's 2019-20 Premier League campaign and duly scooped the club's prestigious Player of the Season award. His one goal in the all-important 3-1 win against Watford in mid-July was as spectacular as it was crucial. Now a regular for Gareth Southgate's England side, the 21-year-old actually played three friendlies for the Republic of Ireland before switching his allegiance to the country of his birth and appearing in six of the three Lions Euro 2020 qualifiers. The ex-gunner, number one, Lukasz Fabianski, goalkeeper. Born Kostryzin, Poland, 18th of April 1985. Previously, Lega Warsaw, Arsenal, Swansea. Lucas joined West Ham from Swansea in 2018 and was in terrific form until he suffered a hip injury around this time last year that sidelined him for three months, during which he was badly missed. An Arsenal player for seven years, he left for Swansea after the 2014 FA Cup final win and moved from South Wales to East London after the Swans relegation for a £7 million fee. Now 35, he has long rivalled another former gunner. Wolciech Sienski for the position of Poland's number one. The skipper, number sixteen, Mark Noble, midfielder. Born London, eighth of May, nineteen eighty seven. Previously Hull, Lone, Ipswich, Lone. A long time favorite of the Hammers fans, considered one of their own. Club captain Mark has spent over a decade and a half at the club and made his 500th appearance in last December's 1 3 defeat against Arsenal at the London Stadium. The ex England under 21 international's energetic midfield play, never say die attitude, and precision from the penalty spot have proved enduring qualities with a succession of managers, and he missed just five league games last term, scoring four goals. The defensive pillar. Number twenty one Angelo Ogbona Defender Born Casino, Italy, twenty third of may nineteen eighty eight. Previously Torino Crotoni Lone Juventus signed in july twenty fifteen from Juventus, for whom his last appearance was on the bench in that year's Champions League final defeat against Barcelona, Angelo is now into his sixth season with West Ham. The Italian defender's popularity has arguably never been higher following a twenty nineteen Stroke twenty campaign that ended with a runners up spot at Declan Rice in the Hammer of the Year Poll. Powerful and athletic, he scored two league goals last season, both in home defeats against Tottenham and Arsenal. The summer star number thirty Mikel Antonio Forward Born Wandsworth twenty third of august nineteen ninety. Previously, Reading, Tooting and mitcham Loan, Cheltenham, Lone, Southampton, Lone, Colchester, Loan, Sheffield Wednesday, Nottingham Forest. With eight goals in seven games, Mikel won the Premier League Player of the Month award for July, a distinction that could well be his alone forevermore. Signed by West Ham from Nottingham Forest in September 2015, he has proved a shrewd signing. Operating in a variety of positions, although he missed much of last season through injury, the pacey, aerially powered 30-year-old will evidently be hoping to carry on in the autumn where he left off in the summer. The schemer, number eighteen, Pablo Fonals, midfielder, born Castellon, Spain, twenty-second of February, nineteen ninety-six, previously Malaga, Villarreal. A standout figure in Spain's European under-21 championship victory in Italy last year, Pablo was recruited on the eve of the tournament by West Ham, who paid £24 million to Villarreal for his services. The 24-year-old attacking midfielder was not always a starter for the Hammers in his debut campaign and seldom saw out the full 90 minutes, but he made 36 league appearances in total and was selected for every game post-lockdown In preference to the similarly styled Felipe Anderson. The January signing. Number 17. Jared Bowen. Forward. Born, Leominster, 20th of December 1996. Previously, Hereford, Hull. Jared joined West Ham in January for an £18 million plus fee, having become a hot property with 52 championship goals in two and a half seasons for Hull City. The 23-year-old winger come striker got off the mark for the Hammers on his first Premier League start against Southampton, but failed to add any more goals last term. He has looked sharp in pre-season, however, scoring four times, including a brace in the final friendly, a 5-3 home defeat by Bournemouth. The new boy, 28, Thomas Zuczek, midfielder, born Havlikov Brod, Czech Republic. Previously, Slavia Prague, Victoria Zikov loan, Slovan Liberec loan, Thomas was acquired on loan from Czech champion Slavia Prague in January and proved to be an excellent acquisition, scoring three vital goals in the run-in. He duly signed a permanent deal for a nineteen million pound fee in the summer. Will hope to provide more of his midfield drive and aerial prowess in twenty 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 one. A regular Czech Republic international, he recently won his country's Golden Ball as Player of the Year. An award claimed a record 12 times by ex-gunner Petr Cech. The Boss, David Moyes, born April 25, 1963, in Glasgow. Previously, Preston, 1998-2002. to 2002. Everton, 2002-2013. to 2013. Manchester United twenty thirteen to twenty fourteen Real Sociedad twenty fourteen to twenty fifteen Sunderland twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen West Ham twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen Reappointed in twenty seventeen Stroke eighteen to steer the club to Premier League safety for a second time. The 57-year-old Scott earned his managerial reputation during an 11-year spell at Everton. But after leaving to replace Alex Ferguson at Manchester United, he failed to see out the season. Then, after a brief spell at Real Sociedad, he returned to England, only to suffer relegation from the Premier League with Sunderland. Remember Kit Well West Ham's Kit Sponsors 1983-84 Avco Trust 1984-89 Nineteen eighty four to eighty nine Avco, nineteen eighty nine to ninety two B A C Windows, nineteen ninety two to ninety seven Dagenham Motors, nineteen ninety seven stroke ninety eight no sponsor, nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and three Doc Martins two thousand and three two thousand and seven JobServe, two thousand and seven stroke zero eight Excel Holidays. Two thousand and eight to two thousand and thirteen s b o bet two thousand and thirteen to two thousand and fifteen al two thousand and fifteen to present betway really Jared Bowen is from Leominster in Herefordshire, a county so sparsely populated its entire population one hundred and ninety thousand is less than Islington, two hundred and thirty thousand. During his career, Darren Randolph has played in the National League South, National League, League Two, League One, Championship and the Premier League. Manuel Lancini holds the record for the fastest ever goal scored in Argentina's Superclasico, heading home for River Plate after 43 seconds against Boca Juniors on May 5th, 2013. First Impression reproducing the oldest picture in our archives featuring today's opponents. It's March 1st, 1930, and supporters are very excited for an FA Cup quarter-final fixture at Upton Park. The Hammers fans, we think, will have been less chipper after 90 minutes, as two goals from Jack Lambert and a penalty from Alf Baker earned the Gunners a comfortable 3-0 win. Herbert Chapman's team went on to win the Cup that season, their first major trophy, but West Ham could at least enjoy a visit from Arsenal in the league just seven days later, which the East Enders won 3-2 on their way to a seventh-place finish in the league. The Gunners finished 14th. Premier League Record Arsenal Football Club wins 31, draws 9, West Ham United Football Club wins 8, Arsenal win percentage 65%. All-time Record Arsenal Football Club wins 67, draws 40, West Ham United Football Club wins 35. Arsenal win percentage 47%. 9. Arsenal won 9 consecutive Premier League games against West Ham between March 20th 2010 and March 14th 2015. The scores reading: 2-0, 1-0, 3-0, 3-1, 5-1, 3-1, 3-1. Scouting Report While other clubs have been busy in the summer transfer window, David Moyes' West Ham used a familiar starting eleven for the 2-0 defeat to Newcastle last weekend. With the slight exception of Thomas Suchek, whose loan was made into a permanent move after an impressive half-season with the club, this was essentially the side Moyes used in the final weeks of last season in a 4-2, 3-1. That meant there wasn't room for the club's cast of exotic, technically gifted attackers. The likes of Felipe Anderson, Andre Yamalenko and Sebastian Haller came off the bench, whilst Manuel Lanzini remained there. Moyes has instead preferred a more solid, hard-working group of players and is likely to play a cautious, counter-attacking game at the Emirates. Last weekend, he used Mikel Antonio in a lone striker role a position he plays well considering he's essentially a converted winger. Boasting an impressive leap which he generally uses for late runs at the far post, Antonio often runs the channels well and has the physical strength to hold off opponents and wait for midfield runners, which might be a large part of his task here. On his day he's also prolific in front of goal. He hit all four goals in a 4-0 thrashing at Norwich towards the end of last season. Haller is also a good all-round forward, but may be used as a plan B. Support from the flanks should come from Jared Bowen, who made a good impact after his move from Hull in January and is dangerous when cutting infield from the right flank and crossing. On the left last weekend was Pablo Fornals, who is more likely to drift infield and help West Ham's possession play, although Moyes may look to freshen things up with the use of Anderson from the start. Moyes' usual approach has involved using Mark Noble at the head of the midfield trio. He's capable of incisive passes into attack, but doesn't offer much counter-attacking threat, so he could be used in a deeper role here. There is fluidity in the midfield trio, however. Declan Rice plays the holding role well and has noticeably started pushing into shooting positions more over the past few months while Suchek is an unusual player who combines a physical midfield presence with a penalty box threat when the ball is wide, perhaps comparable to the way Moyes used the likes of Tim Cahill and Marune Fellani in his Everton days. Right-back Ryan Fredericks was arguably the Hammers' greatest attacking threat against Newcastle last week, crossing dangerously for two good chances, while Aaron Cresswell tends to play a steadier role on the other flank. Angelo Ogbonna and Issa Diop have a good relationship at the heart of the defence, although last weekend were often exposed by the midfield not offering enough protection. Lukas Fabianski was outstanding in 2018-19 but suffered injury problems last season. West Ham may need a starring performance from the ex-Arsenal goalkeeper to earn a result here.
4: Arsenal women. Arsenal women News and reports from England's most successful women's football team. FA Women's Super League Meadow Park Sunday, September the 6th, 2020 Arsenal 6 Little 15 midema 33-78 Roard 40-63-81 Reading 1, Carter 90. We kicked off the new Women's League season in style with an emphatic 6 1 win over Reading. Jill Rourd scored a hat trick, and Kim Little and Viviane Midamer too, were also on the score sheet. But we were also treated to four WSL debuts from Steph Catley, Noelle Maritz, Malin Gutt, and Caitlin Ford. Eager to bounce back from Champions League defeat, we wasted no time in opening the scoring in some style. With an inch-perfect pass into the penalty area from Leah Williamson, Little fizzed a stunning volley into the bottom corner for our first goal of 2020-21. It didn't take long for us to make it two, when a probing pass from Catley sent Jordan Nobs racing down the left, who then squared for Medema to open her account. Raud went on to make it three before the break, firing past Grace Maloney following fine wing play from Beth Mead. The onslaught continued in the second half, as Little and Raud combined to finish off an outstanding team move. Our fifth of the afternoon was the best of the bunch. After missing a sitter, Medema responded by taking aim from distance and firing an effort off the bar into the top corner. Raud then completed her hat-trick, tapping home after a wonderful team move on the edge of the area. Former gunner Danielle Carter pulled one back for the visitors late on, but it could take nothing away from an outstanding team performance to kick off our campaign. Arsenal, Zinsberger, Maritz, Schnoderbeck, Catley... Substituted with Meyer in the 69th minute. Williamson. Walty, Substituted with van der Donk in the 69th minute. Little. Substituted with Goethe in the 76th minute. Roard, Nobbs. Substituted with Evans in the 76th minute. Midamer, Mead. Substituted with Ford in the 69th minute. Subs not used. Stenson. Mace. FA Women's Super League Dagenham and Redbridge Stadium Saturday, September twelfth, two 2020 West Ham United, 1 Dali, 27 Arsenal, 9 Roard, 23 52, 56 Midema, 34, 54 Little, 40 Mead, 42 Williamson, 72 eighty six. Jill Roard hit a hat trick for the second consecutive week as we ran riot in a 9 1 win over West Ham last weekend. Viviane Midema, Kim Little, Beth Mead, Leah Williamson, and Caitlin Ford also found the back of the net, meaning we've scored 15 goals in our opening two league fixtures. It was a frantic start to the game with both sides threatening but with a moment of class from Midamer to set Katie McCabe free down the left and Rod latched onto her cutback to fire home. Kenza Dali equalised shortly after, with a drilled finish into the bottom corner, only for Midamer to restore our lead less than ten minutes later, converting Mead's delivery from close range. Things went from bad to worse for the Hammers, though, as Gilly Flaherty received a second yellow card for descent, before Little furthered our advantage with a composed finish inside the area. Meade made before the break with a stunning strike from distance, and we didn't hold back in the second half, scoring three goals in four minutes. Rourde doubled her tally from close range, before Medema raced behind the hammer's defence and fired into the top corner. Rod then sealed her hat-trick, finishing into the bottom left corner, meaning she's already surpassed her five-goal tally from 2019 to 20. Williamson made it eight, with a looping finish into the top corner, before Ford opened her WSL account, applying the finishing touch to Lisa Evans' selfless squared pass. An incredible display, and one which put Arsenal top of the WSL table. Arsenal, Zinsberger, Maritz. Williamson, Schnaderbeck, substituted with Goethe in the 69th minute. Catley, substituted with McCabe in the 19th minute. Walty, Little, substituted with Evans in the 58th minute. Roard substituted with Ford in the 59th minute. Knobs Midema, Mead, substituted with van der Donk in the 58th minute. Two thousand and twenty to twenty one fixtures: September the sixth, Reading six one; September the twelfth, West Ham United nine one; September the twenty sixth, Spurs FA Cup QF five fifteen p.m. home; September the thirtieth, October the first, FA Cup semi final; October the third, fourth, Bristol City. Home. October the tenth, eleventh, Brighton and Hove Albion, away. October the seventeenth, eighteenth, Tottenham Hotspur, home. October the thirty first, FA Cup Final, Wembley. November the seventh, eighth, Manchester United, away. November the fourteenth, fifteenth, Chelsea, home. December the fifth, sixth, Birmingham City, home. December the 12th, 13th, Manchester City away. December the 19th, 20th, Everton, home. January the 9th, 10th, Aston Villa, away. January the 16th, 17th, Reading, away. January the 23rd, 24th, West Ham United, home. February the 6th, 7th, Manchester City, home. February the 10th, 11th, 12th, Chelsea away. March the sixth, seventh, Birmingham City away. March the seventeenth, eighteenth, Manchester United home. March the twenty seventh, twenty eighth, Tottenham Hotspur away. April the third, fourth, Bristol City away. April the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, Brighton and Hove Albion home. May the first, second, Everton away. May the 8th, 9th, Aston Villa, home.
5: Premier League, match day one, 12.30pm kick-off, Saturday, September the 12th, Craven Cottage. Fulham Football Club, nil, Arsenal, three. Goals coming from Lacazette, eight minutes Gabriel, 49 minutes and Aubameyang, 57 minutes. Match stats. Arsenal, total shots, 13. Shots on target, 6. Corners, 3. Offsides, 1. Fouls, 12. And possession, 54%. The Arsenal team. Leno, Bellerin, Holding, Gabriel, Tiani, Eleni, Zaka, Maitland-Niles, Lacazette, Aubameyang and Willian. Your substitutes, Pepe, Sabalos, Kozelnik, Willock, McKay. First half, Mikolai Teta's included two debutantes in his Premier League section of the season. The Brazilian duo of Gabriel and Willian. The latter had a hand in our opening goal on just eight minutes. His shot from close range was parried by Marek Roderick but straight into the path of the lurking Alexandra Lacazette who tapped home a left-footed from close range. Willian then hit the post from a free kick but we slowly but surely took control of the game looking to spring forward on the back of every opportunity. In the second half we continued in a similar vein and we soon had our reward Rob Holding showed some nifty footwork to juggle the ball through the Fulham defence and to feed Lacazette, but his effort was charged down. Willian swung the resulting corner into the box where Gabriel scored highest to head home. We were well on top by now. We made it 3-0 before the hour. We started the move in our own half, with Leno involved in the build-up for working the ball out to the right flank, from where Willian sent in a deep cross. Pemi, or Aubameyang controlled and curled a powerful effort into the top corner with a trademark oblom. Aubameyang later had another effort cleared off the line, but we were good value for the win as we kicked off the 2020-21 Premier League season with three points on the road. <laughs>
2: Teams. Teams For Arsenal Manager Mikel Arteta Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and socks 1. Bent Leno, goalkeeper 2. Hector Bellerin 3. Kieran Tierney 4. William Saliba 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos. 6. Gabriel 7. Bocao Saka 8. Dani Ceballos 9. Alexandre Lacazette 10. Mesut Ozil 11. Lucas Torreira 12. Willian 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles 16. Rob Holding 17. Cedric Suarez 19. Nicolas Pepe 20. Shkroda Mustafi 21. Callum Chambers 22. Pablo Mori Twenty-three David Lewis, twenty-four Reese Nelson, twenty-five Mohammed El twenty-eight Joe Woolock, twenty-nine Matteo Ganduzzi, thirty Eddie Nketiah thirty-one Sead Kolasinac, thirty-two Emil Smith Rowe, thirty-three Matt Macy goalkeeper, thirty-four Granite Xhaka thirty-five Gabriel Martinelli. For West Ham United, manager David Moyes Light blue shirts with claret hoops, light blue shorts and socks 1. Lukasz Fabianski, goalkeeper 2. Winston Reed. 3. Aaron Creswell 4. Fabian Balbuena 7. Andre Yamolenko 8. Felipe Anderson 10. Manuel Lanzini 11. Robert Snodgrass 16. Mark Noble 18. Pablo Fornos 19. Jack Wilshire 20. Jared Bowen 21. Angelo Ogbonna 22. Sebastian Haller 23. Issa Diop 24. Ryan Fredericks 25. David Martin, goalkeeper 26. Arthur Masuaku 28. Tomas 29, Conchalo Cardoso. 30, Mikael Antonio. 31, Ben Johnson. 32, Jeanne de Silva. 33, Josh Cullen. 35, Darren Randolph, goalkeeper. 41, Declan Rice. 54, Connor Coventry. Match Officials, Referee Michael Oliver. Assistant Referees, Stuart Burt, Simon Bennett. Fourth Official, Darren England. VAR Official Chris Kavanagh Additional VAR Official Neil Davis Today's other fixtures Everton vs West Bromwich Albion at 12.30pm Leeds United vs Fulham at 3pm Manchester United vs Crystal Palace at 5.30pm The Arsenal Foundation Helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport mbna official partner of arsenal know the score before you apply see the mbna credit card you are eligible to apply for one quick form get a response in minutes all without affecting your credit rating try clever check the mbna eligibility checker mbna.co.uk slash arsenal the credit cards are issued by MBNA Limited, Registered Office Stansfield House Chester Business Park Chester CH49QQ Registered in England and Wales under Company Number 02783251 Authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority MBNA Limited is also authorised by the Financial Conduct Authority under the Payment Services Regulations 2009, register number 204487 for the provision of payment services. Creditors available, subject to status only to UK residents aged 18 or over. Calls and online sessions, for example, completing an application, may be monitored and or recorded for quality evaluation training purposes, and to ensure compliance with laws and regulations.
4: We are the Arsenal, the 18 to 19 kit. Visit our new Highbury store, arsenaldirect.com, on sale now. Free ten pound gift card on orders over forty pounds. Terms and conditions apply.
2: EA Sports FIFA 19. FIFA official licensed product. Pre-order now. 28th of September 2018. Three registered trademark www.pegi.info EA Sports Registered Trademark Frostbite Registered Trademark EA Sports Premier League Lead Partner Copyright 2018 Electronic Arts Inc EA EA Sports and the EA Sports logo are trademarks of Electronic Arts Inc Official FIFA Licensed Product Copyright FIFA and FIFA's official license product logo are copyrights and or trademark to FIFA. All rights reserved. Manufactured under license by Electronic Arts Inc.
0: Ready to pop the question?
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: Take your seat. Strike sports. Feel it all.